yourself What do you call it When your dreams have all died And what do you call it When every breath's a sigh And what do you call it When you just can't go on And you wish in the end Would come sooner Well I pondered a question and I looked at the time and I said well it's 12 p.m. so let's call it a nooner. Oh good morning everybody welcome let's to another episode of the Nooner Podcast on the Smodco Internet Radio Network. I'm a host my name is Marty. I'm a host my name is Mickey. Oh hi Mickey how are you? I'm doing great, just where, chilling. Where, uh, where were you last week? Last week I was I was indisposed due to uh, school starting and having terrible anxiety disorder. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, uh, that's great. That uh, <laughs> what were you anxious about? Just nothing. Yeah, it was. It, I mean, it was factually nothing. But if you're a person with, as I'm sure many of our listeners know, it doesn't necessarily matter that it is nothing. No, absolutely. Um, but you know, well then. Uh, maybe well, well we'll get into it later but yeah. uh i promised last week that i would talk about the sexy tax uh plan uh, oh, that good. uh yeah w- this will be incredibly brief because there's uh, a bunch more to talk about but mm-hmm. uh the gop is or, or the the trump administration has been pretty mum about what they're what they want to do uh with the tax plan but basically they want to um, cut, t- cut taxes for the rich, cut taxes for corporations, and uh, the idea, which would create a huge deficit, but the idea being that this would stimulate the economy. Right. Um, and uh, that has been shown not to work Yeah, I mean, historically. And, and fascinatingly, it will continue to show not to work, I have a feeling. Yeah, and, and so... You might be fundamentally against taxes and about the government interfering in with your fucking hard-earned money, and that's one thing. But the other thing is, like these corporations have, um, and, and the rich, they there's a, a widening wealth gap, right? And the current tax policy does not help that. I encourage every if you if you want to read see more about this, you can go to uh, Vox uh, on YouTube. Did a great little uh, video on just do tax deductions help the rich and it's basically how certain tax deductions like charitable donations so if you give a hundred dollars and you make uh in charity uh, and you're taxed at 15 percent because you don't make a lot of money you you get 15 dollars you save 15 dollars in paying your taxes yeah but if you give the same hundred dollars and you're taxed at a much higher rate you know you save thirty dollars or you know or whatever your tax rate is you know so you would save if you were taxed at 39 percent, then you would save 39 dollars for every hundred dollars you donate okay so you're you it's not so that it, it incentivizes you to give uh in fact they it's been shown that it doesn't having a, a bigger tax break doesn't necessarily incentivize people to give more money okay because you're still losing money but rewards them more at the end like so we end up because of these charitable donations and because homeowners uh get uh mortgage deductions so basically you're you're not taxed uh, you can deduct the interest that you pay 
on a on a mortgage loan, not a car loan, not uh, a student loan, or I don't know about student loans, but um, but for a mortgage, or if you have a second home too, you get to deduct that from your taxes. So that means that uh, that again, a rich person. Pay gets a much greater benefit from from that. You do get to deduct like tuition pay and stuff. So well, like that that should that yeah. should be the case. I mean that that is something that actually benefits the uh, the economy. You want people to be educated and have good skills, right? right? Yeah, I was just saying. I don't know about student loans, but you definitely that I do know about. Ah, uh, and the the again the theory is that the rich will then take all their their much. Uh, right, and Ubermensch around with it. Right, and, and hire more people, hire more servants. And, and in fact, that's not really what they do. They sock it away. Like back in the, 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 uh, the bailout, all that money was supposed to, that, that Obama flooded the, the banks with, the banks kept. And then the wealth with the rich get richer, and then and then they put it all in the Cayman Islands. Yeah. Like if you had, uh, if you were a billionaire and like say, like, 10 years ago, you invested in the stock market, you would have $3 billion now. Like just if you just did just in uh, the index funds. So, uh, or uh, nine years ago. I what does index funds mean? That's basically you're saying how you're, you're, you're uh, betting on all the, the companies in the stock market. So you're basically saying that the st- I believe that the stock oh, you're, market you're gonna, will grow. Everything's going to go up. Right. Oh, right, okay. right. And so, and it's a very, um, it, it doesn't require a lot of work. And is that what the Dow Jones is? I don't know anything. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know either. I'm no, I don't know shit. Oh, but man. Uh, it, Tweet in what the Dow Jones yeah. is. But then on that money that you would make for doing nothing, mm-hmm. you would pay fewer taxes than uh, Warren Buffett's secretary. Or, you know, you'd be taxed at a lower rate than because okay. capital gains, the money that you get from just investing gets taxed lower than if you did backbreaking work. You know? Yeah. Like actual work that produced things for the world. Yeah. Well, you know, classically, we tend to overvalue labor. No, just kidding. It's the opposite of that. Did yeah. you guys get it? Well, it, the, the, <laughs> the, the thing is that it's those rich people who then pay the, you know, the lobbyists on Capitol Hill to push this tax policy right. and push these fake narratives about how the economy will be stimulated from all this, this incredible savings. And then tax revenue will go up because more people will be employed. But no, then the wealth gap just gets bigger and bigger, and because uh, somebody has to pay for the lights right. to stay on. Yes, and if you want to invest that money, if you want that money to go back into the economy, then you then you put a, a reasonable tax uh, structure in place, and then you invest in infrastructure. That's like mm. putting roads back together, you know, investing in schools, and that is actual money that will, will be spent and will go to the middle class directly and the working class. Right. Like, it's, it's uh, I mean, that's essentially a, a form of socialism, I guess, but that's that's the system that we have. That's how we, how we got to go to public schools and, and, and why we get to drive on the road and, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, why you... Roads are great, that? lights are great, schools are great. Stop being stupid, Republicans, please. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, Jane is listening in, and she says that student loan interest, depending on income, is an adjustment to income. Uh, does that mean that it's a 
know anything. Percentages and and Dow Joneses and yeah. Well, Jane, I I would love to know what you what your feelings are about uh, the Republican tax plan. Whether you think that. Uh, I'm talking at my ass, which I acknowledge that I am. I was, I mean, welcome to finance talk. Couple, yeah. of, couple of uh, dollar heads over here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look, guys, I know you've been, we've been squirreling away them nickels, but it's time to, yeah, to, yeah. to boot economy boost and the banks. What are the banks? I don't know. <laughs> you get, is it a boom? Is uh, a bear uh, and bull? Uh, you're just spouting words. Uh, Wall Street? Not looking. No, don't do that. You're, uh, you're having a stroke. <laughs> I'm having a finance stroke. Uh, so you're in film school? Is that correct? I am in. Uh, thus proving my lack of knowledge about oh, finance. I see, I see. Well, hey, The Big Short was. Uh, That's true. A product of Hollywood. Um, and I liked The Big Short, and it, it made me and, understand things about finance. And yet you learned nothing. And no, I I learned. I don't remember any of the things I learned. It was like, don't do the subprime. Subprime, don't subprime. Uh-huh. And credit default swaps. Credit default swaps. Credit default swaps. Yes, that's another thing I remember. Yeah. Uh, which one was that? Was that when they... Oh, no, this is not... Was that the this metaphor not, about uh, poker? Everybody, just go listen to Planet Money and, and then come back and listen to this. We won't blame you. Or no, and no, just, we'll be, just continue listening to Planet Money and better yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but how how is the program there? It's great. You're, I mean, you're at UCLA Extension. Is that I'm, right? I'm actually at the UCLA Professional Program, which a is a little program. bit different. It's okay. like a, it's like the night school, not quite the extension because the extension is like one class at a time. This is like an actual quarter program, so that's it. You're basically going to school, but it's like three nights out of the week. So, and are you making friends? I am making friends. Last uh-huh. night, I I walked back to the cars because the cars are in one area. The cars. Yeah. Okay. So the the parking lot, yeah. Well, some would call it that. Okay. Um, it, it's really more so of a structure. You, oh, so that's good. You walked back to the parking. Lot. I walked and I talked to the people when I went to the class, and then I walked all the way back to the cars with them, and and we they were, continued talking. We we just chatted it up. We were like a couple of chatty chatty cats. So you got out of your comfort zone. I did. Well, I then mission out. accomplished. Yeah, because that was your homework for it, two weeks ago, and I d- I did great. Yeah. Did did you get any names or anything like that? Um. Yes. Uh. Ryan and Julia and Kelsey. If so any of you Kelsey Grammer, yep. uh, Julia Roberts, mm-hmm. and Ryan Johnson. They're I, all in the film class. Yeah, exactly. That's, uh, it's actually amazing. Ryan Gosling. Oh, Gosling. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. He was, just, he was just telling me about how disappointed he is that uh, Blade Runner didn't do well this weekend. Um, we'll thinking, we'll get to guy. Blade Runner. Um, no, I'm not, I'm not trying to rush you, Mark. Oh, I apologize. No. Uh, and then Jane gave us her opinion of the Republican tax plan, and it is awesome. <laughs> um, it's a visual joke. Maybe somebody will kind would uh, publish it on the Tumblr page. That's NoonerPodcast.com. Mm. I'm talking to you, Darren. I'm talking to you, Tyson. Uh, now, last week, Mickey, we were discussing how everyone is obsessed with why. Why did the Vegas shooter go on his murderous rampage. Mm. And I, I was saying that it doesn't really matter. It, it's the, this human urge that we have to have answers to the unknowns. It's our way of making sense of the world, right? It's why we have astrology, why we have religion, why we sure. have pop psychology and self-help books. Uh, and so when we look at these, just the, all the mass shootings of recent history for commonalities... Uh, to try to find sense. Okay, uh, the one obvious thing is we 
are a country that allows guns. Okay. Yeah. I, I well, and like I think the guns thing, especially in this particular case, it was like a very obvious one because it was a situation where if he had not had the kind of gun that he had access to guns, another thing I don't know anything about. Oh, you don't come from, do you come from a gun family? Uh, no, I'm from a gun area. Yeah. I knew uh, that. I know lots of people do their hunting uh-huh. and, and whatnots. Um, but th- most of the people, even the people that I knew, like that were maybe you would consider gun enthusiasts weren't like owning the big assault rifle guns and shit like that, or the bazookas. Uh, uh, very quickly, Jane offered to send us detailed email uh, about the Republican tax plan, but it may be a bit dry. I think your your graphic uh, depiction of your analysis, your deep, deep analysis uh, says it all. Right. Um, but if you want to, you're absolutely welcome to. Uh, yeah, it's a, they yeah, forward it to me yeah. when, it, when it comes <laughs> in. I'll, 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 I'll skim it. I'll be like, oh, look at that. You'll distill it down. I'm sorry, I interrupted you about... Um, I don't remember getting, what I was... Oh, guns. Guns. I, well, I, yeah, but yeah. so I've never really been... I mean, I've been around guns, but I've never been in like a family that was like... Had like a gun rack or whatever. Gotcha. You just kept them in, in your sock. Yeah. I had yeah, like a... Your, your I, ankle I a, holster. Uh-huh, I had a sniper rifle tucked into my sock and it would just like hang out of the side <laughs> of my pants. What? What? I would be like, it's fine. It's chill. Um, well, so when we look at other commonalities, if we looked at race, you know, people... Like and and I remember feeling like it, this is my first reaction when I and I am embarrassed about this, but when I heard like you know a hand a small a much smaller number was initially reported mm-hmm. that were shot. I think the first thing were like three or three people had been shot was the first thing I heard about, mm-hmm. and my initial reaction was, please let the white the the shooter not be a person of color, mm-hmm. uh, just because we're in such a polarized uh culture right now and it just gives fodder for 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 racism yeah it's stupidity yeah and we don't need more fodder to sling undeserved hate at right random black people uh this time the shooter happened to be white i'm sorry go on no, no i was uh to that point like the one of the arguments that i keep seeing in the world about the gun control thing is the, you know the classic if they if if we don't have all the guns then a police state is inevitable and it's like have you talked to any black people because they'll tell you a police state is already happening yeah, my yeah, friends yeah and i'm sure white people want to arm all the black people in yeah this exactly They're like, yeah and so. the the other classic thing that people have noted is that you know the the real thing that they're afraid of is that black people will suddenly have more guns and then yes and in in fact there in uh i think it was when ronald reagan was governor of california uh black panthers uh staged a demonstration where they where they carried assault rifles mm. and after that california imposed a ban on assault rifles oh man so maybe the secret is give black people more guns that, and that has, white people will... that has been said that has been posed as a a, a joke uh, i believe that it's real uh, I don't think it's a joke. Well, that wasn't it wasn't a joke in California. <laughs> yeah. But you know, then okay. So then the the other largest or the next largest uh, mass shooting was at the Pulse nightclub, mm-hmm. and that shooter was of Ar- Iraqi descent. Mm-hmm. And the shooting, um, uh, then Virginia Tech, uh, there was a shooting there. Do you remember that one? Yeah, that was that was a while back. A while back, yeah. That was a Korean dude. Um, and so we know it wasn't. It's not just about race. Mm-hmm. 
And it's not about ideology. The Pulse Shooter was this closeted gay guy who supposedly was a, an Islamic terrorist, uh, but we don't know for sure. Right. Um, the Virginia Tech Shooter was an angry, angry depressed dude. Um, and uh, we have no idea what the motivations of the, uh, the Vegas Shooter was. I, 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 mean, I don't want to use their names. I mean, people yeah. can look them up, but it's just, I, I'd much rather not know their names um so we know it wasn't about ideology and we can't even say that assault weapons were the common factor because uh i believe in the virginia tech shooting uh well that was with handguns uh but some of these shootings happened because the there were assault bans in place and assault weapon bans in place those that was lifted in like 2004 but for 10 years uh there was a a ban on assault weapons Hmm. and sure enough uh there were mass shootings, but they weren't done with assault rifles. And right. so one might, I, I haven't looked at the numbers, but they, it was probably. And I mean, like fairly reasonably, like you could be like, well, there's fewer bullets per right. second being shot out. So exactly. that That's my point. Yeah. Like it's still not a necessarily a great and it's kind of a macabre thing to. Sure. To compare, sure. But, but you don't want to give people really efficient ways to kill people yeah, because they, they, uh, the motivated people will take advantage of that as yeah. evidenced in the Vegas case. So what is the overwhelming unifying factor? Just what would you say of, of these mass shootings? Uh, I would say people that are sort of on the fringe of society and have kind of a vendetta that they've perceived against society. And they all had dicks. Oh yeah, that's true. All They're dicks. All Men uh, with well, there the San Bernardino shooter had involved his wife, but mm. by, you know, really, it they were all headed perpetrated by men. And what the fuck up is up with that? Why? Well, what's up, men? Some might argue that the that fake masculinity is in a crisis state right now, and as a result, men are being terrible. Wait, say that again. That uh. Fake perceptions of masculinity are in crisis right now, and as a, as a result, men are being terrible in large numbers. Do you think that's the result of that? I think, yeah. It's, it, I think men have always acted terribly. That's true, but I think it's uh, now they have a, a perceived need to, you know, reinstate their rights as men, etc. With, through, through guns? Yeah, through violence and through any, yeah, through but, actually through violence. But I think that that is a classic male response to any sort of challenge. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, though. It's yeah. like, that's perceived as a classic male response, but the thing is that it shouldn't be, and we should be teaching that it is not. And that. yet, in the past few, just just week, just last week, we had all these crazy re- revelations uh, in the news. Hold on, let me just close this fucking window. Uh, so, we found that there's a, a guy, Mitchell Sunderland, um, a senior staff writer for Broadly, uh, which is Vice News' women-centered uh, website and news outlet. Um, he, this guy was sending story suggestions to Milo Yiannopoulos, you know, who's the Breitbart yeah. news provocateur, asshole, piece of shit, yeah. like uh, the publicity hound. Yeah. yeah. And... Uh, including one message encouraging him to attack that fat feminist, quote-unquote fat feminist, Lindy West. 
uh, I, I happen to think that Lindy West is a very smart and funny and thoughtful writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so this guy who is supposedly writing in in the for feminism right is in is fact he, not doing that right and in fact doing just the opposite and right. encouraging like this uh, strife i don't know whether he was doing that out of uh, just the, the this desire to to stir up controversy mm-hmm. so to give him to stir up a fake war with milo you know oh, yeah to be like to, yeah, to, yeah. To, to plant a seed of like, well, look at what the fuck Milo's doing. Right. Now we get to write our articles. Or does does he is he just like this self-loathing guy who's just takes it out on women and you know wishes he, he was working for GQ and couldn't get a job there and and is just like, oh, all I could get was Broadly, which I'm I've never read Broadly, but uh, I'm just saying like, what yeah. what the fuck is going on with this guy's brain? Huh. Uh. And then around that same time, uh, we got uh, news about this. Uh, have you ever seen Honest Trailers? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw this news. So, yeah, there's this guy, Andy Signori. Signor? I you don't could know, hear Signor. the like levels of revelation because yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I know oh, that yeah. thing. Oh, no. <laughs> I know where this is going. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, so this guy did, does these Honest Trailers uh, where it's it's like bits of the movie like yeah. it's like a trailer but he's it's like a parody sort of you making thing. fun yeah. of yeah just like you know overblown explosions right. not really very funny in my opinion i because like i heard about it i was like okay well that's easy you can do that with any movie yeah. and then i saw i after this whole thing came up i saw one like the most popular one and i was like this is just dumb yeah i, I mean, mean some of them easy yeah some of them are funny but yeah I, I agree like it's not necessarily the most thoughtful most of those channels aren't really the most thoughtful comedy like the um what is it the cinema sends one the everything wrong with whatever oh yeah and youtube culture marty do you know much about I, I, I do know i've been watching more youtube than i care to admit yeah um, but uh yeah, so he was the founder of Honest Trailers and Screen Junkies, and th- that I think got um, incorporated into Defy Media, where he became, uh, which you know owns a bunch of YouTube channels. Yeah, and he's a senior. He was a senior vice president there. He was outed for hitting on fans and interns uh, in a way that uh, that mirrored the accusations that we talked about against Hadrian Belove, who ran Cinefamily. You know, I don't remember. Oh, remember we talked about yeah. that, which closed a couple months ago in light of his his uh sexual harassment um yeah uh, accusations um or accusations against him so yeah apparently andy signori like uh there was a a an employee and he was trying andy was was uh hitting on his girlfriend and threatening to fire the boyfriend if if the woman didn't have sex with him and apparently was trying to force sex toys on her and uh wow cool, it's just dude. really really gross stuff yeah and uh yeah and so w- the, the worst part about it is that um well we'll get to that but then of course then we also heard the the biggest ones are, uh, are against harvey fire oh harvey firestein <laughs> harvey weinstein who's the co-founder of miramax and the weinstein company four-time oscar winner Sure. Shakespeare in Love and a bunch of other movies and three other movies. Yeah. And and um, others. <laughs> yeah. I mean he was a bit in the nineties he was like a, a, a hit maker and 
you know, made a zillion dollars at Miramax, sold it to Disney, and then started the Weinstein Company with his brother, Bob. Uh, the New York Times last week reported that he settled uh, eight sexual assault and or harassment lawsuits, um, including one uh, fired uh, that was uh, filed by Rose McGowan um, and was accused of several, several acts of sexually coercive behavior, uh, including... Um, uh, demanding to shower in front of Ashley Judd and um, Jesus. Yeah. Like he, he invited her to her, his hotel room and she's like, uh, okay. And he's like, Hey, why don't you give me a massage? And she's like, no. Okay. Well, why don't you uh, watch me shower? And she's like, no. And it's hard being in that position, you know, and, and I'm sure young actresses face this all the time. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, um, and so it's, I think it's hard to say no when you're in front of an Oscar winning producer who could make your career or break it. Right. Uh, and then also there was a local television reporter in New York who rebuffed his advances at a, a, a restaurant and like he dragged her into some dark corner and said, uh, and propositioned, propositioned her and she said no. And then he's like, all right, well then just shut up and stand there and masturbated in front of her mm. and ejaculated into a potted plant. As we're learning, classic maneuver. Classic maneuver. There, um, there will be some plant experts who will be like, he should be, he should be killed for, for just for harming that poor, poor ficus. Sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and all of this shit is, is disgusting. Yeah. Um, so, and then there were re revelations just... Uh, or accusations just uh, that were as we went to air that three women accused um, Harvey, Harvey Weinstein of, of raping them. And all it, it, the worst part about all of this beyond what these actual people did is how this, uh, this shit was tolerated. Mm -hmm. So apparently uh, with back with Andy Signoria at, at uh, um, Screen Junkies, one of his accusers re reported him to human resources in August and said like, you know, this shit is happening. And other men and women came forward saying like, oh, you know, if you want to talk to us, we have stories, we have evidence. Human resources did nothing. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until that all this shit like hit, came out in the public that they said, oh, you know, we don't stand for this. And because they were protecting their little, you know, yeah. golden goose who's laying these shitty ass trailers that really right. uh, any any of us could write and just like oh yeah like let's make fun of uh, Bruce Willis getting old or get, having yeah you know whatever let's, let's make fun of uh, yeah just Which not terribly nuanced jokes or what's happening no but I yeah. mean yeah I think um, is it, I didn't I don't want to interrupt your no go, go go I was just um, yeah and I think like the classic thing here is to sort of like you were saying with with the shootings is to look for a solution and i mean like i i guess part of the 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 struggle is that like the solution for people like you and me like guys is we just have to listen to women like we have to be able to and like help and be supportive and i think that's you know important to remind all the dudes out there just like hey like whenever people say shit like you should listen and you shouldn't like try to well, step on them sure like that yeah, except I get to step on you when you're talking. Yeah, you can yeah, step yeah, on me. Yeah, yeah. I don't get. I don't oh, give yeah. a fuck. Yeah. Um, that, well, that's already been established as our relationship. Exactly. Right? Shut the fuck up. 
please. Wait, sir, I have one more. Wait, wait, I have one more. No, no. Uh, well, and of course, we should reserve judgment uh, with everything until all the facts come out. But I don't think that Defy Media with Andy Signore, like, they did not pursue the facts. Yeah. And that is the problem. And th- when an accuser came forward, they ignored her. Right. And then, meanwhile, with Harvey uh, Weinstein, it's like, it's not a huge surprise that <clears throat> he's a sexual predator. It's more of a surprise that it's been uh, covered up for the past 25 years. Right. And, you know, there have been uh, reports of actors stepping, like, who, like, there was a report that um, there was a guy in Italy who was on the Miramax payroll who was... Uh, supposedly had nothing to do with movies and was there to secure women for Harvey Weinstein to to have sex with. Um, And the New York Times was going to do a report on it, and then they killed that report. And this is the New York Times that Oh, I thought you were going to say they killed that reporter. I was like, what the fuck? No, no, no. And then apparently the reporter said that he he received calls from big-name actors who were like, you know, this, this, what you're reporting isn't true. And wow. I mean, I don't know what the deals with that, and and then there are all these these eight lawsuits mm-hmm. with these confidential confidentiality clauses uh, that are really troubling, and we want to know the truth. And like whoever filed those, I don't know if they're filed on in his name or in the company's name, but the if it was indeed Miramax and Wine, the Weinstein Company, they should. Ha- they should release these women from those confidentiality clauses. I don't know if that's legally possible, but uh, it's, you know, Rose McGowan has been tweeting cryptically since how, you know, the Weinstein board should resign and all the, this, this stuff. Uh, and I'm sure she's just champing at the bit to, to tell her tale. Uh, and I think she should. And friend of the show, Jonathan King, uh, he, he was on the show and he was, uh, one of the producers on dream girls, um, works for, um, participant he runs the the uh, feature department there uh he was once harvey uh, weinstein's assistant he had three at the time and so i have this peripheral remembrance of what he had to go through and he never mentioned having to secure prostitutes or sexual harassment i mean he is uh, mm. not he's not a young ingenue um and but it was this incredibly high pressure situation where everything had to be perfect and so i don't think that the reports when you hear about like how you know Harvey Weinstein needs to have like a steady supply of Diet Coke on hand and like, or else all shit breaks loose, all hell breaks loose. Uh, So if he is that sort of person who expects everything to happen because he is who he is and he's Mm -hmm. so powerful and and amazing, uh, it's not, uh, it's not not a stretch. It's not a far leap. And, you know, he came out with this statement saying, this is not an excuse, but I grew up in the 60s and 70s when the workplace rules and were more lax and patriarchal. And, mm. Oh, that sure as fuck sounds like a shitty-ass excuse yeah. and a very, very shitty excuse. Absolutely. And you know what? I grew up in this... Well, I was born in the 60s and I grew up in the 70s and yeah, that shit took place. But you know what? I didn't then think that, oh, well, then I have license to jack off into potted plants right. in front of women. Um, that I thought were attractive, but I wanted nothing to do with me against, you know, coercively against their will, mm. like sexually assault the women. Um, and they're like, it's, you know, there's this nerd culture that like, oh, well, like this mythical hope that in this technical age, the smart nerds, they, they come to power instead of the 
the dashing and like brutish Don Drapers of of our you know um, yeah of ages of, past of ages past. Well, these these nerds, well, they're going to be they're going to be cool. No, these these yeah. smart nerds have just supplanted the the bully predators. They have become the bullies. Absolutely, no. It's the uh, it's the same like that same culture informed nerd culture. So it's not surprising, right? That. No, exactly. If yeah. you see Revenge of the Nerds, it culminates in celebrating the rape of a, a sorority right. girl at the by the by a nerd uh and we it's it's come out in in silicon valley that uh i forget what the vr firm is that that was incredibly uh had this incredibly sexist culture where they had a a sex room and you know they they spent money on prostitutes etc cetera, etc cetera. Uh, and then there was a, I mean, it's just on down the line. It's not a surprise that people with lots of money and power do shitty things. I, I was talking to my wife. Oh, my wife. There we go. Uh, about this. Good job, everyone. And then, Did everyone at home do it too? Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll do, not, let's, give not a, as well. let's give them a three count and okay. then do it again, all right? Okay. So three, two, one. My wife. Uh, all right, right, good job. Right. I just like to get an little audience participation. Every no, now no, and then. that's good. <laughs> uh, and I remembered this. Uh, there was an episode of This American Life that talked to that inter- where they were interviewing a trans man who uh, was reflecting on when he first started hormone treatments, mm-hmm. and then when he was riding the subway, he would just have these intense, sexually aggressive urges towards random women that he had never felt before taking testosterone Mm -hmm. and i have as a man have experienced these feelings i have had strong sexual feelings towards ashley judd who i think is a fantastic actress but i also think it's very beautiful Mm -hmm. i got to meet her once and you know what i kept my clothes on i kept my hands to myself and uh and i resisted i I didn't even feel the urge then but you know i uh, when i had those urges like you just you have them, you throw them, you throw them away. But you don't, you don't. Somehow, you still become a citizen in society. Yeah. Without. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was able to keep, even though you think m- women are beautiful. Yes. You can still participate. Yeah. In even day-to-day though life. I acknowledge that sex happens in the world, and sometimes I like to have it. Like I don't, I don't yeah. take my dick out when, when other people don't want me to, and that's, like. So there's this theory about thought and behavior that we have all these competing urges in our heads and, you know, based on a stimuli, like mm-hmm. the stimulus. So we see a cookie and we think, okay, I, that's delicious. I'm going to eat it. Or I'm trying to lose weight. I'm not going to eat it. And then we, we go through that sort of calculus and one of those urges wins out and then I eat the cookie. Uh, <laughs> inevitably. Inevitably. <laughs> and, but that decision has fewer consequences that then... I'm going to shower in front of Ashley Judd. I'm not going to shower in, in front of Ashley Judd. I'm going to shower in front of Ashley Judd right. against her will. Like, and that's the crux of it. Like, we are not fucking animals. Like, we live in a society based on mutual respect and, and of sexual freedom. And sexual freedom doesn't mean imposing your sexual will on somebody else. Mm. Uh, it, and these people in power do because they they don't feel right. that same sense of egalitarianism which gets back to my tax plan no yeah. <laughs> but really let's uh, talk more about let's go back to the finance talk that yeah, was more fun yeah exactly uh so i'm 
so the, the, we were talking about how we proceed from here, and I'm all for exposing anybody who exploits their position for sexual gain, and by that I mean men. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, Harvey Weinstein has to go through this process and pay the price, and and he has to uh, face restitution with for his victims. He has to face possible jail time. He ha- he will never have that career that you know. Hopefully, he never makes another fucking movie again. Like he, he was, needs to go the fuck away a- a- after going. Th- through. He was removed from his position, right? Yes, he was. Okay, yeah. He was removed from his position. Uh, his brother Bob is now running the company with uh, their second in command, mm-hmm. and uh, you know th- there there are these pro masculinity f- snowflakes that that will complain about, oh well, you know this is just going to make more false accusations, you know, at the hands of feminazis, and yeah, that that happens. I, I can't imagine that it happens anywhere near at the rate that people assume it does. Yeah, like, oh, but yeah, if it happens once it on the internet, it just echoes and echoes and echoes and echoes. Sure. And, you know, that's why we go through the process. We go through due process. We don't shut yeah. people down just for making an accusation. Mm-hmm. We follow through. And Defy Media should follow through with Ag- Andy Signori. And then the Justice Department should follow through with these rape accusations. Yeah. You know, so let it take its course, but... I'm at the very least convinced and and Harvey Weinstein confessed to bad behavior. I'm and he said he needed help and he sent out an email to to other business people saying like you know don't kill my career, let me go away for a little bit, but I need your support, which is basically a form of admission of guilt. Right. So he's at the very least a lecherous sexual assaulting creep at the very worst he's a serial rapist and that's i think it's hard to come up come out with a different outcome based on the facts that have come out so far yeah uh, so fuck that guy yep and listen to listen like you said listen yep. listen don't be terrible that is the <laughs> lesson of the day that, is that is that the that's the uh, the mickey Broussard story yeah don't I wasn't terrible. <laughs> I don't know about that. I was I was all right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that one screenplay was pretty terrible, but yeah. by and large, yeah. my intentions were never 100% terrible. S- sort of. No, yeah. yeah I mean, uh, no, I I think it's, you know, it sure you know, maybe there is a universe of possibility where like people are getting together and conspiring to get somebody fired or whatever but it just seems like that's statistically less likely than the actual thing happening yeah yes um jane asks it was me or was the weinstein accusation brought up a couple years back i think that it has been a well-known secret that he's um been uh, uh, accused of sexual yeah i don't i don't know for sure but i wouldn't be surprised um yes sexual uh misconduct uh, misconduct that's the word I was looking for. But I gotcha. on a happier note, uh, this just this weekend, um, I ran into a Daniel Etheridge, Daniel Derrickson Etheridge, who was in town for a like thirty-six hour period where he had a, a because I guess today was a, is a national or yesterday was a national holiday in oh, uh, yeah. in Canada and and here, and he could get a bunch of shit done, um, like business stuff. So. Uh, but we got to have dinner, and he's doing really well. Um, he's looking great, 
And we then want to see Blade Runner 2049. Ah. Blade Runner colon 2049. Is it a colon or is it just Blade Runner 2049? I said colon, didn't I? But is there a colon? I just Tweet put, in if there's a colon. I just put a colon in there. But is there in the... I, you may recall that some films have been foregoing the colon of late. For instance, Star Trek Into Darkness was actually Star Trek Into Darkness. Yeah. Okay. There's, there's no colon. There's no colon, so it's Blade Runner 2049. Blade Runner 2049. Well, the movie I saw... And there's no colon in a word. You have to say it as fast as possible. (laughs) Right. Right. That's why normally people speak so fast, but when there's a colon, they slow down. Um, That's that's how English works. In our neighborhood, there's a smaller Target that is opening up, and it's in lowercase letters. So I just call it Target, Target, Target. Wait, come on Uh, in. Hey, honey, do you need anything from Target? (laughs) Everyone in the store has to speak at that level, too. Like, hello, welcome to Target. If you walk in and you're talking at a regular volume, they, like, shush you like a library. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Just like when you get tickets for the new Darren Aronofsky film, you have to say, I'd like two for Mother! (laughs) Oh, I have have opinions about that, by the way. All right, we'll get... We're going to go back to it. Yeah, yeah, we'll get back to it. But did you see um, Blade Runner 2049? I'm not seeing it. I'm one uh, of the people contributing to its financial demise. Yeah. Well, I, we, Dan and I and a couple other friends, uh, we saw it at the Cinerama Dome. And if mm. you ever come to Hollywood, Los Angeles, that is a great theater to see a movie. Uh, I've seen many movies there. I still so, haven't seen anything there. Uh, what did I see? I, th- I think I saw Bridge on the River Kwai there, oh, which cool. is fan-fucking-tastic. That's a good one. And it's just, it's a, just beautiful theater. Um, and... Great sound system, and they have uh, wine by the glass, Ooh. so you can get a six ounce pour or a theater pour. Oh! So I purchased a lovely uh, glass that was of the theater size, and was it like sixty dollars? Uh, no, it's twelve dollars. Oh wow, that's, uh, that's not bad. That's not like bad. what? That's like restaurant. Yeah, price, but a uh, bigger pour, and uh, so watching this spectacular movie, I mean, just a beautiful, beautiful movie. Yeah. And I was like, you know, I, I was rested. I was ready to, and I knew that it was like this two and hour and 40 something minute movie. Uh, within the first uh, 20 minutes, 30, 25 minutes, I was out. Had the greatest nap. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, and, you know, because I went through my wine. And then, yep. so, you know, I just like went and got a, uh, go take a piss because <laughs> wine went right through me. And you know what? I thought, you know what I need? Can I get another. Glass, yeah, yeah the, the, the theater pour. No, 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 theater pour. God, you just, call that a theater pour? No, I said theater pour. <laughs> just abusing the concessions yeah. workers, and I made it through most of it, but then fell asleep for the last twenty. So here's my review. Jared Leto was great. Awesome to see Ryan Gosling not smirk uh, for once. He's uh, and Harrison Ford is old and stoned and good. He's just doing his. He's, he's doing, doing his thing. Yeah, he's doing great. And then in 2049, apparently, Los Angeles has zero Asian people and one Hispanic person in Edward James Almost who happened to be in the original one. See, what it was is that it was actually the the 2049 of La La Land because Brian Gosling was Oh, that's there. right. That's so, right. It is. Yeah. It should have said La La Land 2049. Because <laughs> um, it's like, I know people must be sick of me harping on like this race bullshit, but it's like... You, those people who are harping on it, probably not people of color. Mm-hmm. Los Angeles is one of the most diverse cities in the world. Like, it, it is... There, there are schools here where they speak 30 different languages, like high schools. Like, and that, that is not an exaggeration. Uh, 
and Ridley Scott recognized it. Like, you know, he had um, James Hong, he had Edward James Almost, he had a racially diverse cast where it wasn't just an incidental person who, who was of uh, color. But apparently Denis Villeneuve did not. Apparently he's like, well, he's from like he's from Quebec. Quebec, yeah. He's they're, he's they're, Quebecois. Yeah, they're they're like. Uh, and are they? Are, I don't know what the racial diversity is in Quebec. Yeah, well, there, there's honest. a there's a good Chinatown in in Montreal. Oh, cool. But so it, it was a little annoying to see. Like, really, is that is that your vision of the future? Is like spaceships, three D advertisements everywhere, and a bunch of white people in L.A. Wasn't like. Again, I'm not a Blade Runner. I'm not a I'm not a Blade Head over here. Yeah, but wasn't like a whole thing that like ch- Chinese and U.S. cultures were like blending in the original, or was that not a thing? Am I thinking of Firefly? Um, well, there wasn't even racial blending. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Did uh, if you guys, if uh, any listeners, no, wait, no that's what I'm saying. That. Like, if, if it was absent from this movie, wasn't it a thing in the original though? I I don't. <laughs> What do you mean? Was it a thing? Was wasn't the racial blending like a thing in the original? Like, wasn't yeah, yeah, it, oh, it yeah, was. Yeah, like a cultural. Well, it was interesting because mm-hmm. Edward James Olmos speaks in this patois of like it's a mix of of English, Spanish, and Cantonese. Like, huh. it's it's really great. Yeah. In the new movie, just English. Interesting. It's like it's it's kind of a bummer. Um, so. It, well, it's still a beautiful movie mm. to fall asleep by. Nice. If you saw the movie, tweet in. Let us know what you thought of it because um, was I, it the? I mean, like I missed the ending, man. I gotta, oh, see, no. I gotta see it again. Yeah, you do. I, I have to. See. I don't want to pay money to see it again, but I want to see it again. Well, you got to get that. Got to get on that movie pass tip. Oh, do you get your movie pass? Nope, yet? not yet. <laughs> I ordered right. it like four so, weeks ago. So if you didn't know, there's a company that's been around for a couple of years, but they they charge. Uh, well, how much? It used to be like 30, 30 a month. 30 a month and now to see as many movies yeah. as you want. Or you can see one movie a day. Yeah, one movie a day, and you can only see one title once. So like, if you if you see Blade Runner 2049 with your movie pass, you can't go see it again with the movie oh, pass. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I guess that... Um, so we got a couple um, tweets in. Oh. So uh, Jane says um, that uh, the whole Weinstein thing was like an open secret like R. Kelly and uh, oh, his... Yeah. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Like, he's well. That's also come out. He has a, his weird sex cult. We talked about a little bit, um, and then Bill Cosby mm-hmm. before Hannibal Burris uh, made it more yeah, public. Exactly. Uh, Very. It, that's such a fascinating case to me because, like, it was like a thing everybody knew, and then Hannibal Burris said it, and everyone was like, "Oh yeah, that's right." And then like it started happening again. Not like it started happening, but like people started talking about it again. It's yeah. just fascinating how that works. I think we the more we talk about it and. The more this will just not be, like, uh, be allowed. Yeah, it shouldn't be allowed in Hollywood in 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 stand up comedy. It shouldn't be allowed in at your McDonald's or you know your office. Yeah, like um, Sebastian says that uh, Jessica Chastain was told about the Weinstein's behavior, but didn't believe feel it was her story to tell. Well, and like, what is it? What is our opinion about keeping quiet about accusations? Well, accusations are just that. They're accusations. Yeah. Is it Jessica Chastain's uh, responsibility to to spread that accusation? I don't think so. Is it her responsibility to to investigate those? In- no, I don't think it's uh, hers. Yeah. I think 
it's up to the victim to do what they feel is right. And if they decide to, and we should encourage victims to to make their accusations and present their evidence without without reprisal, without fear of reprisal. Uh, and you know, if, if they're being honest, then then the truth shall set them free. And at the same time, like there are many reasons why women keep quiet, or, or or just victims keep quiet in general. Yeah. And if that's how, I mean, we want to encourage them, victims, any sort of victim, to to come out and and uh, present their evidence so that nobody else will be victimized. Right. Uh, but if they have their reasons, they have their reasons. So yeah. In conclusion, listen. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Uh, I can't. Marty turned the computer screen away. I know from because me. you will keep looking at. I, I just, if you're looking at Twitter. Thing. I want to look at Twitter. No, there's nothing. So Sebastian says, "Is there a way to see other people's tweets to you guys without you me liking it first? I don't. I, I don't know. I don't use Twitter. I don't fucking know don't shit about know. Twitter. Don't um, Google how to do things on Twitter. <laughs> Twitter how to Google things on <laughs> what? Google YouTube. Uh, uh, the banks. Ask Jeeves and uh, nice. Wall Street. <laughs> uh, um, Ask Jeeves and Wall Street have been colluding for too long. Oh, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, last week I mentioned uh, there's a, this company called Big Tree, uh, Big O Tree Games. Um, they, uh, I talked about it very briefly. They have um, this uh, video game that they were designing called. Uh, was it like dirty Chinese restaurant or something like that? Incredibly racist sort of a simulation game where you're trying to run a, a Chinese restaurant and either you can run it as an upscale place or you can go hunting for cats and dogs and serve them uh, at this restaurant. Cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So I called them out for their racist uh, humor, quote unquote humor. And they pulled the game. So you're welcome, society. Look at you go. No, you saved the day. I saved the day. This by incredibly popular podcast. Yes, doing I it again. liked a tweet that called them out, and then it happened. You did it. Yeah. It had nothing to do with this podcast. <laughs> Was that one of those, like, we're, it's, it's satire. It's supposed That's to be. That's what they said, yes. Uh, they God, called it satire. So fucking stupid. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, it's, it's so funny. Like, uh, my favorite is when... Um, when they uh, there, there was that Step Brothers thing where people were singing the um, when Adam uh, Scott and uh, when they're singing the Journey song. Uh, do, did you see Step Brothers? Uh, yeah, I don't remember what you're talking about though. Oh well, he's driving his uh, in the minivan, and he and his two kids and his wife are singing the four part. Uh, I think it's Journey. Jesus Christ. Um, but, I don't remember this part of the movie, and now I'm questioning even if I've even seen the movie. Uh, this is a terrible thing that's happening. Yeah, oh, no, they're doing Sweet Child of Mine, um, and it's... Um, oh, that's by Guns N' Roses, yeah, Marty. Yes, I'm sorry. Learn your classic rock. Yeah, but... Uh, <laughs> so they're driving the minivan, and all the four kids are singing it, and it's it's a hilarious scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and then people will lip-sync that and post it on... YouTube, or this is right after the movie came out, and say, Stepbrothers satire. No, no, that's not a satire. <laughs> that is a Stepbrothers ripoff. It's just not doing like a thing. lip sync. You're not doing, yeah, it's not even like a, and like half a million hits like of people I just lip syncing to the Stepbrothers movie song being like yeah. i want to do like i want to be like i'm driving a car satire like everything i do is satire now do you think that there were like 
this is welcome to our satirical podcast. Yeah, this this is a po- satire of how podcasts work. <laughs> how dare you? Yeah. Uh, um, I now I'm wondering, like, were people like back in the day, were people like slave owners, and they were like, this is like a satire of slaves. Um, or were people were people assholes back then too? In addition to now, people have always been assholes. I yeah. think that's clear. So I guess the New Yorker just published uh, today. Uh, Rowan Farrow, Mia Farrow's um, son, published ah. uh, an account of thirteen women who were victimized by uh, by Harvey Weinstein, including three who claimed that they were raped. Uh, and the New York has very strict editorial policies, so it's credible, but mm-hmm. not proven i suppose is what i would say i'm cool with being like i'm not a court of law i feel like your brother did it but <laughs> yeah like, yeah i that's that's it yeah well, i mean like I, not, I, I'm slander not gonna get, whatever, i'm not gonna like, get sued by the weinstein company yeah i feel like probably did it and that's yeah that's just our opinion um it's just my opinion uh but it probably did it, it. probably did it <laughs> yeah i probably did it um, i don't know why i'm getting the cajun voice going for that particular well, you can take the boy out of Cajun town, mm-hmm. or but, Cajun, but you can't take the Cajun out the boy. Yeah, something like that. So you saw Mother, and I did. Like, see we mother. are the two people who saw Mother. I don't. I don't think anybody. Hey, everybody! Saw uh, good job. Don't fucking see that movie. <laughs> that it, movie blows. It, it, what did the, the Midge think of it? We both hated it. We were like, I, one of the few occasions where the Midge and I got to revel in our mutual hatred of it. Oh, that's good. That's good. It's a very nice moment because he hates everything and I yeah. love everything. Yeah, it's like. There's no denying that Darren Aronofsky is a visual, a, a, a skilled visual storyteller. Yeah, but he can't write for shit, my dude. <laughs> Darren, like, hire a writer. We don't care about what your creative process is or how you think you're God. No one gives a shit, See, Darren. That's interesting. So that's how, that's how I interpreted it, is that it's about his creative process. It's not, I, I'm just going to say, I don't feel like, it, like it's explicit text in the movie. He's like... Uh, Javier Bardem is like I have to keep creating and also I'm dating Jennifer Lawrence which d- guess what that's who Darren be dating yeah uh, it's like it's explicit text in the film Lorenovsky oh nice uh, see what I did there uh, oh yeah her, her last name was Lawrence yeah. I was like her name's not Lauren but <laughs> I'm sorry it was very weird Jen and Lorenovsky Jaren Jaren? 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 All right, whatever. Jaren. Denifer. Denifer? Nice. I like that. Yeah, Denifer. That's like Benifer. Denifer Lorenowski. Brutal. Yeah. Got him. It is, uh, yes. Just that whole thing about the need to to produce and... uh, There is a part where they have a baby Jesus metaphor and then they, like, literally... So it's also a giant Christ metaphor. Oh, yeah. It's a whole whole retelling of the, the... Old Testament, uh, Old Testament, yeah. and through the through, yeah, basically the Old Testament. It's it's more, it's not that much Christ-like. I think there's know? like a Christ thing that happens in it because she has a baby, yeah, and he like she, brings it out, and it's like check out this baby, and then they like fucking lift the baby up, and it pees everywhere, and then its neck breaks. It's super fucked up, but I kind of was I was laughing really hard when it happened because it was so fucking crazy. It, it is it is crazy. Like there's the. There's some visceral imagery in there that yeah. it's hard to deny. Sorry for that. I just that I feel no, like I spoiled it. Yeah, like super whatever. fucked you, up. No, thing. you saved people. You yeah. saved people from watching. Don't go that see movie. this movie. Like, but it did make me think. Like, oh, if I were, if I gave him a script that was good, like, how can he not make the fountain? Can he not make? 
Mother, mother. Here's the thing. Like, I want there to be a guy who is like, it's not Darren. Clearly, Darren has let us all down. But like, I want there to be a guy that's like, I want to make movies about like crazy tree sex or like this weird uh, Evil Dead. Yeah, well, Evil Dead. That's a whole. That's a whole can of worms. Or yeah. like this weird like math cult or whatever. And then, like, also not be terrible. It, like, I don't know. It's maybe I don't. Maybe I think I would like the things that I actually hate. Maybe that's my problem. Wait, what's math cult? Uh, pi. Have you seen pi? Yeah, I saw yeah. pi. Is it a math cult? I it's like a weird like math. Isn't I don't remember. I don't remember. It's like God is I remember pi and pi it. is yeah. God. Yeah. Uh, it's really it's, pretentious movie, uh, but and I think what's so frustrating is that. Because there are things that are are very interesting about the movie, mm-hmm. uh, but the story is so fucking idiotic um, that it, it, it it's very, it maddening. It's very and like I think the biggest problem because like whatever it, I can deal with an extended metaphor maybe sometimes extended extended it's the most extended metaphor. If yeah, you introduce Cain and Abel and all that bullshit, it does follow structure though because he introduces the sin cavern in Act One of the Metaphor House, and then in Act Three he fires it. Much yeah. like Chekhov's, it's Chekhov's Sin Cavern. Oh, listen to film school here. One week of film school and he's One week, quoting Chekhov. I'm back, baby. <laughs> here I go. Do you want to have another conversation about the auteur theory? Uh, I know that was everybody's favorite episode. Oh, well, no, I think that is interesting. Though. And here's, here's the failure. Uh, top of the hour. Oh, it's a top. I thought, I'm sorry. I know. I, I keep showing you my phone when it happens. Yeah. Uh, but also, there's something written on your phone. There is. It's a meme. I apologize for showing you a meme. It's the top of the hour, and you're listening to the Nooner Podcast on Smyco Internet Radio Network. Nice. That's, we that's nailed all that. you had to say. You, if you had started that slowly, then I would have had time to reach my machine. I apologize. No, no, that's good. Next I, time, I, I like it. Look, audio quality is going to go up. Look, me excitedly showing you my phone. Yeah, when I was like, the, great. I've seen your shitty iPhone it is before. It's a shitty iPhone. Uh, it's the shittiest of iPhones. Yeah. It's a million years old, and it doesn't have a functioning battery. Anyways, back to what we were talking about. Fuck Darren Aronofsky. I hate him so much. I hope... Uh, honestly, in, instead of seeing Mother, go commit a crime, and you'll do more good for society. <laughs> go, like, burn down a CVS. Yeah. Uh, oh, jeez. Okay, weird. maybe don't actually do that. I feel weird about what I just said. <laughs> don't burn do down that. an effigy of a CVS. Yeah, do something... But, like, honestly, if you did that, you would do more good for society than if you watch Mother. Spend two hours, like, reading about history or something. Um Anyway, I saw the Justice League trailer, and did uh, is, did other people watch the Justice League trailer? Did they? Uh, w- w- I did did it, did did they? I mean, I'm sure millions Would of people I? did. Um, I saw the Star Wars trailer and see the Justice League. One. See, the Justice League trailer was. Is it good? Are they? No, it's are not they good. doing like the thing where it's like, look at all the good jokes we can do? No, uh, there was some. No. There was some. Like, there's a lot of. Is it Jason Momoa? Yeah. Like saying, what's up, dude? You know, just I feel like, so weird about it, though. It's like, I don't know who this is. Why are you making him only tell jokes? Like, yeah. I don't know anything about Aquaman. Yeah. And, and, it, but it's, they're not even funny jokes. And, yeah. It's just like, all right, we're going to, we're not Marvel, but we want to, we know what you like because you saw all those Marvel movies and we have bigger muscles and we have, we have more Snyder, Zack Snyder uh, shit happening. And is he still, isn't he gone at this point? 
Oh, what do you mean? Didn't he like? Didn't they say like? Never mind, Zack Snyder's not in charge of DC anymore. Tweet in if you know. I don't, I don't know, know anything. But it, he's because like, it still feels like him all over that movie. It feels like Batman re Superman <gasps> Apocalypse colon Apocalypse colon Apocalypse. I think it was actually colon uh, Batman v Superman colon Dawn of Justice. Dawn of Justice. Sorry, Dawn of Justice. Sorry. Okay. X Men was colon apocalypse. Oh, oh colon your apoc. Oh, apocalypse your colon. Nice. Um, Got me. Yeah. <laughs> zing, <laughs> zing. Uh, it uh, is does not look good. It, no, it, it looks just like, it looks terrible. It looks like horrible. I mean, like I don't know. I want it to be good. So I'm like, yeah. I, I've I, kind I, of stopped watching the trailers because I just it, I want it to not tell me anything else about how bad it's gonna be. Yeah. And and then. Uh, which is why I didn't want to see the Star Wars trailer. And like Ryan Johnson has previously said, like, don't watch trailers. And then he tweeted like yesterday, um, take it back. Watch this trailer. Yeah, it's super good. Is it really? Oh, it's so it's good. good. You got to watch this. Tra- it's so, I mean, like, it's it's not really like, it, it's the perfect, it, remember the first tri- uh, teaser that they released for um, episode seven, whatever that was called. Uh-huh. Uh, the Force Awakens. The Force Awakens, thank you. How it was just like, look at, you know what some of this Star Wars shit is, but we like changed it slightly and here's yeah. the music and look yeah. at these people. Oh, Who are these and people? an unmasked uh, st- uh, stormtrooper. Yeah. Uh, like, what the, what's that all about? Exactly. That's, Don't you want to know? Exactly. That is very much what this trailer is. It's very similar to uh that trailer it's just like look at all this cool like don't you remember ATATs? now they're a little different or adats if you say it weird i can't stand people who say adat really i say adat 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 yeah that's how i say it adat yeah i've got your dog i'm not gonna do that it sounded like a weird thing we're yeah. going into like a weird don't maybe racist weird. caricature uh, Oh, I I wasn't going there at all. No, I was oh. I, I I wasn't meaning to, but I think I felt like that's where I was going. Um, anyway, so it's good. Yeah, it's dope. Fucking watch that trailer. All right. I, I I mean, I guess it doesn't spoil it for me that. Much. No, it's really it's it, there's no like big storyline stuff. You hear like four lines from the movie. There's one like big thing that happens that's just that is maybe could be considered spoilery, but we don't have any context for it, so we don't actually know what's happening. And I don't know anything about Ryan Johnson. I think he was once on Doug Loves Movies. Um, Ryan, I could be wrong. That's that's Looper guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's the director of Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Looper's dope. But, and yeah, he made, I mean, he sounds like a cool dude. Yeah, like, he made fucking Brick and shit. He's cool. Yeah, Br- I mean, movie? Brick is a bold ass movie. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't seen that, it's got Jago Lev. Um, it's a good movie. Jago Lev. <laughs> what, what's with racism? That was not racism. <laughs> I feel so weird right now. <laughs> okay, so speaking of feeling weird, um, <laughs> are you a John Green fan at all? Uh, that's the one. Which one is that? He's the writer of The Fault in Our Stars. Oh, yeah, that guy. Uh, Paper I know Towns. he's like huge. He's, uh, like a, he's the fucking r- most famous guy on the internet, right? Uh, well, yeah, he's got a... He's one of the... Uh, Does he have a of, brother? Half of the Vlog Brothers. That's his right. brother, Hank, uh, who's like runs uh the whole podcast um or no he runs like vidcon or something like that like what the fuck is Vi- i don't know any of this shit like but a, i do like know a, who these people are like a a convention for youtube people okay um i know a lot of youtube people but i, I don't know a lot of but i like i watch youtube but i don't know who vidcon is. nothing to brag about <laughs> i watch a shitload of youtube <laughs> i'm just sitting here so I, but he yeah. he's they've got a great uh, vlog and it, and it really did start off. No, as, people love it. Yeah. Them each sending each other a video uh, once a week, you know. So, oh, I remember hearing about yeah, that. Yeah, and there and that's really informative. And 
So, you know, I'm, I'm a big John Green fan. I've read uh, three of his books. Um, I saw the movie of Fault in Our Stars. Oh, how was it? It was fine. Yeah. Uh, he's just a smart guy and, like, thoughtful. And, you know, I like young adult novels. Uh, sure. I like young adults. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? Wait, is that, is that was my, you. That my, was, uh, you're my, being weird check, now. Check, Mike. Oh, okay. Mike, check. Someone, um, uh, someone stole your microphone yeah, for a second. Clearly, it was so weird that they jumped in through the window. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, John Green, he, he wrote. This is six years after Fault in Our, the Fault in Our Stars, um, and it's called Turtles All the Way Down. Oh, good. That's a good reference. What is that a reference to? That's a reference to uh, logic theory. Um, Bertrand Russell. Okay, uh, it was the. I don't remember. Oh man, I don't remember the argument very well. But it's like based on the theory that the turtle is holding the world. Okay, and he was talk. He was like, using it like, to talk about calculus because like cal- four turtles, tor- tortoises, turtles holding the world. Like that's Terry Pratchett. Uh, that's Ringworld. That's different. Uh, <laughs> no, the it's like a. I don't remember what. It's not Ringworld. It's uh, oh. it, it's Terry Pratchett, right? Oh yeah, that's my bad. I'm sorry. I'm being dumb. Yeah, um, not Larry Niven. God, for, you d- idiot! May the may the nerd gods Give forgive. Give me a nerd card, nerd card, please. <laughs> and, <laughs> anyway, um, there's some. I think it's like a Native American mythology that's like the there's a turtle holding the world on its back. It's an expression of the infinite regress problem in no, cosmology. I was well, okay, but it's also he used it in reference to calculus because calculus had. Uh, Early calculus had like problems in its theory. I don't remember. I was a math major for like a year, and this is when I learned wow. about this. Okay, and I, here's your nerd card back. Thank you. I was a math and stats, and I used to understand this argument very well, and I now understand it very poorly. Yeah. But turtles all the way down. It's a reference to oh, logic yeah, stuff. There's an infinite stack of turtles that are holding up the flat world. Right. It, it, because if there's a, what's underneath that turtle is like what's is the problem with the theory, and then it's like it's turtles all the way down. Is the oh, yeah. I see. So like this sounds like your kind of book then. Yeah, I mean, I, I I fucking there. Uh, I've seen that reference in also the Borderlands video game, and I like that. So I have to oh. say, like, just by association, I'm probably going to like this book. If I've it's got like Borderlands. Borderlands in my Steam cube. Oh, you got Borderlands. I haven't played it. It's fucking cool. It's a fine game. Yeah, hundreds, of, not hundreds, but... You'll, you'll waste a million hours, though. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, the, the problem is that it's an RPG, but the, it's a shooter, so it's, like, fun to play all the time. Oh, that's... Un- and it's funny. And it's funny, and it's great, and, and like turtles all the way down. And the creature design's really good, and I like the art design. Some people do. Anyways, this is a video game that's like a decade old at this point. Oh, um, Borderlands 3. Let's talk about that. Is Borderlands 3 coming? Is there 3? I don't know. I don't think so. All right. Uh, so, one of the, the themes of this book, is Turtles All the Way Down, is uh, the, the, uh, the main character struggles with mental illness, as does... Um, as does John Green. John Green suffers from OCD, amongst other things. Oh, um, yeah, so this is about OCD, and so he, uh, and it's probably one of his more personal books. Mm-hmm. And when you talked about anxiety disorder, it made me think of John Green because he's been pretty vocal about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how do you, like, how do you cope like have you been diagnosed i mean, I don't know if you don't want to talk about this no that's fine uh yeah so i was diagnosed uh, a couple years ago with um general anxiety disorder and panic disorder um basically for me uh i 
I feel like it's one of those things, just the more I've talked to people about it, like it's it's kind of like it presents differently for each person. Sure. So for me it it random things will trigger it. Uh and so like the uh the thing hang on. I think we're playing music really quietly again. Can oh. you hear it? No. Okay, maybe not. Maybe I'm just hearing white noise. I apologize. Oh, I was so afraid to talk about of, my anxiety. Is that this I one of the, uh, <laughs> the, the the symptoms of GAD of like just hearing hearing random sounds? No, no. Um, but yeah. Anyways, uh, so random things will, tr- and then like that sorts of sort of it either sort of builds and builds and builds, and then it it results in a panic attack, or it like happens all at once. It kind of depends on the situation. Yeah. Um, for me, it actually does. It has heavily been mine is heavily associated with my own struggles with like creativity stuff so it's not surprising that school stuff would trigger it just because like you know it's it it it, it's it felt weird for my anxiety to be in that situation where you know i i felt uncomfortable and as a result it it was like a build and build and build until i felt like everything was spinning around me it's a it's a rough one and like i have like little like weird paranoid things that are associated with it like i feel like people are talking about me that are like nearby when obviously that's not the case right you know yeah so it's for me like the way that i handle it um well i've got a couple of different methods like i i i meditated for a long time um like uh-huh. I, or i've practiced uh, mindfulness meditation for a long time i've i've kind of fallen out with it recently so that probably is associated with why my anxiety is returning interesting um and yeah, like letting logic brain take over is helpful sometimes, but not always. And recently, what, what does that mean? Oh, like letting, like instead of, so I've kind of separated in my mind my logic brain and my emotional brain. Mm-hmm. Um, this is obviously based on not good neuroscience. This is a satire of neuroscience. This is a satire of neuroscience. Everyone, turn off this podcast. We're satiring science right now. Um, killing it, but we're killing science. Mm-hmm. But no, um. Yeah, the uh, but it's it's how you compartmentalize it. Yeah, exactly. The, yeah. I I've sort of put like emotional stuff and logic stuff in different boxes in my brain, uh, and that helps me immensely with like I started doing that when I started writing because I've always written from a very emotional place, but then I had to learn structure and things like that. Right, and so I have to like be able to jump back and forth between them. Blah blah blah. Uh, um, well, so that actually helps your writing. That helps me. That helps my writing immensely. Yeah, because I'm able to think about. I'm able to write things that I feel like are emotionally true to who I am and what I want to write, but I'm also able to write things that are structured and logical and and good, as opposed to, like, for instance, uh, my early emotional brain might have written something very similar to Mother, and then I would have, my logical brain would take over and be like, wait a minute. <laughs> you douchebag. No one wants this, and it's terrible. Um, <laughs> but I want to have sex with Jennifer Lawrence. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fine. No, um anyway, and then also um I what I did in this particular uh episode was I called a friend, uh which is something I've been trying to do more recently cuz that's getting, getting out of your comfort zone. Yeah, and it's well, it it's definitely outside of my comfort zone. I'm very I've always been very bad at asking for help in general. Oh, me too. So, yeah. Yeah, being married is is very weird all of a sudden. Yeah. Having to do that. And also, you know, I, well, well well, that's very uh, frank of you uh, to sure. talk about that, and so that's interesting. Yeah, it was. It's it's weird to talk about because like it's organized in 
my brain, I think, better than it's organized in a way that I can articulate. So I feel like that was very babbly of me. Oh, no. But that's, no, that makes uh, very good sense. Um, and, well, and I think, again, I like when you're talking about listening, like that, that's where we are, I think, about mental illness, too, because more and more people are talking about it. People like right. you just now, or John Green um, talking about his uh, OCD and, uh, Pete Davidson from SNL on the show was mm. talking about his borderline personality disorder, which is like really yeah. a fucked up disorder. And it's, yeah, I mean, I I think like people are kind of just more and more like society is accepting like this is like a real, yeah. these are real things. Like, Maria Bamford talking about her, yeah. uh, her like, yeah, I, and I just remember like uh, Maria Bamford has bipolar too, right? Or uh, that... I don't know what number, but she okay. she you can watch her comedy specials yeah. and she'll talk she'll tell you what she, yeah. it is. Uh, and when she talking about being institutionalized, as did Pete Davidson, and uh, or, or he went to seek treatment. I guess he went to a treatment uh, center, um, and he suffers from a form a very severe form of depression, and I, it's. Yeah. It's hard. And I, you know, knowing, having, I have uh, ADHD, which is a little different, but, um, uh, and then knowing someone with anxiety and uh, it's very hard to talk to somebody with, when they're in a state, mm -hmm. because logic, the logic brain isn't always working. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's losing the fight in that, in that internal battle. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's. Uh, by the way, this you're listening to the Smodco uh, Internet Radio Network, uh, the comedy show called <laughs> Hi Everyone Nooner Podcast. We've, today we've talked about mass shootings, uh, uh, anxiety, uh, and, and sexual assault. And sexual assault. Yes. And we also for a little bit talked about Star Wars. Yes. <laughs> so you're all welcome. Yes. Yes. We're we're making the world uh, more, more more fun. More fun. But yeah, no. In all seriousness, though, like I I do think, especially I. Uh, it's not necessarily a leap to be like a lot of people who are in the comedy world or who are interested in comedy have, you know, various sorts of uh, issues with this kind of thing. And it's, well, yeah, yeah, a sort of a, a skewed way of dealing with um, with the world. Yeah, and that can be a form of of um, of mental uh, mental disorder. illness and disorder. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 tough. Like the especially when you're in that world because i think everyone sort of understands it but it can be tough to deal with other people's things when you're so hard to deal with your own things all the time so that's why i think like you or rather you sort of perceive it that way mm -hmm. but in fact it's actually very much the opposite like helping is actually really beneficial on both ends i think right like talking about it and right and listening to other people's stories and we know how good men are at opening yeah. up talking that's that's and what I'm listening saying. so in other words the conclusion of this episode is hey men like get better at talking and listening and asking for help and being good citizens just like overcoming your animal brain basically yeah and it's not that hard it really isn't that hard well, yeah and like i think um again like i absolutely associate my like panic attacks and things like and my anxiety with my animal brain and it's sometimes can be very difficult to I guess disconnect from that or like realize what that it's not a real thing that I'm feeling. Right. 
right. or it's a real emotion that I'm feeling, but it's not based on a real event. Right, right. Yeah, your feelings are real, but the the situation isn't. Yeah. It might not be mm-hmm. the result or the the contributor to that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a tough thing to deal with. Um, anyway, anyway. Uh, on a happier note, the um, the president challenged the secretary of state <laughs> to an intelligence off. Oh fucking Christ! I could be him at a brain off any day. Are they going to do like a spelling bee? No, he said an IQ test. Oh, uh, good. That the a IQ test super effective and accurate all the time. Oh yes, absolutely. Well, I, love, I love that. That that's what his mind goes. What's the best measure of intelligence? I said spelling well, bee. I think spelling bee is the best measure of intelligence. Yeah. So what does that tell you about me? Yeah, I would lose at every spelling said, bee. Like make a group, <laughs> make a. A bunch of comedians laugh. I think that that would be an intelligence test. Ooh, nice. Yeah. That's a good one, right? It makes the most cynical, like hateful comedians laugh. Like yeah. they're just not. Go to an open mic. The fact that um, that he, you never see Trump laugh, says volumes about him. I don't even know what his laugh sounds like. I was just trying to like parody his laugh in my brain, and I've never once heard it. I don't think. Just be like. <laughs> 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 if yeah i don't think i don't think it it's a thing um real no it's it's not a thing thus proving that he's not real he's just like a bag of organs are you familiar with the simulation hypothesis uh is that like the matrix yeah yeah nice. it is like the matrix good one uh, you said you were going to be so out of touch you've been on top of everything today i know the uh, matrix this is, is not from the, 1998 this is not the mickey that i know <laughs> No, basically, it's this theory that there are alien races who will have the the processing power to to create universes, and that in fact we might be living in a oh a, a simulated universe. Yeah, and it's like if it's possible that that's a, the case, then it's statistically unlikely that we are not a simulation or whatever. Wait, what? That I think that might be a game theory thing or something some some math nerd thing i remember once somebody this might have this might not be real no 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 but, go on, go um, on. actually i think it it it, 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 it touches pertains on okay great uh, basically like if there if it were possible that such a race of aliens existed that could theoretically simulate a universe then it would become statistically unlikely that our universe was not a simulation why I don't remember the math, but it was like the thing. It was like there was there was things and people statistic theory things. I know words. Yeah. <laughs> Wall Street banks. <laughs> the banks aren't the. Uh, they're the banks are the ultimate simulation. Well, right? Yeah. Well, and have you ever actually thought that? Like uh, maybe I'm living in the Truman Show, and like there are all these people just waiting outside. Yeah. This, remember know. earlier when we were talking about panic disorder like don't do that to me right oh now. well i mean right. that, i think that's i used to think of that as a fanciful thing like oh, like yeah. you know and as a 12 year old and then you realize oh th- there's nothing productive about thinking that yeah you know you just have to kind of assume that you have free will and that other people do too yeah pretty much i mean yeah it's a thing like it's definitely it it's sort of to me the same argument that is definitely based in reality that like we are a small population of a thing on a rock that's spinning around one of like a bajillion galaxies. So like whatever, well, everything's going to be fine. Yeah. Just trust that everything's going to be fine. Don't yeah. worry about it. Or, or that you, you, you can't 
have any effect on it. <laughs> exactly. Like the, whatever well, it is that's out there, you're insignificant. It's fine. But sure enough, the physicists have uh, supposedly been working on this this uh, uh, simulation theory, and they have calculated that to store the what all the physics that it would require to calculate right the universe as we know it uh, would. Just the data, right? The data. Mm -hmm. It would uh, require um, more computing power power than there are atoms in the universe or something like that. So basically, we don't... Their conclusion is we don't live in a simulation. Oh, look at that. Yeah, because it's it's like computationally beyond our understanding of uh, or what what is physically available in in our Mm -hmm. universe. How does that make you feel? Does that put you at ease? I have apathy. I think intense apathy is the answer. Ah, but that, I, um, isn't that the name of your other memoir? Yeah, that's my. Actually, that is definitely my, the name of my memoir. My first memoir will be intense apathy. What was my other one? Oh, uh, we'll it's never like, know. J- yeah, Jimmy Johnson it up. Oh, so yeah. Then Darren just posted uh, a link to to that. Like, I guess Elon Musk has posed that question. I mean, he's not the first, but... Yeah, but it's uh, a classic logic question, I think. Yeah. It's one of those, like, could God build a rock so big that even he couldn't lift it or whatever? Yeah. But instead about aliens simulating the universe. All right. Sure. Why not? No, it, it is. And then Darren also said that there are no on-screen colons in either Batman v Superman Department of Justice uh, or any X-Men film. Oh, sh- Darren, calling me out for my I colons. Know. You, you got to know your colons. You got to know your colons. Were they on the posters? No, there are the colons don't exist. I think they were on the posters for at least you the X Men movie. You don't question not a single X Men movie when Darren. You're Husted Darren. I'm sorry. You're right. Post. He's he's always right. You're right. You're right. My bad. Uh, not a single one in any poster though. That's I mean I know okay X Men First Class definitely no posters. I'm remembering or n- no colons in any of the posters. I'm remembering that. I swear to God there was a. This is tough. This is hard for me right it's now. The Mandela effect all over again. It really is. Or uh, what? What's the other one? The one the people everybody thought. What's his name? Was in a move. Oh, God damn it! Never mind. Fuck Go it. on. No, no, no. I'm, I'm interested. Please tell me. Yeah, I'm, you're interested in hearing me half remember a thing yeah, from yeah, the yeah, internet. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. Go okay, ahead, great. Go uh, the, I have three computers in front of me. You have none. I know. Go I, have, I have a cell phone that if I try to use it will die. Yeah. So, I think this is another classic logic problem. Is like your, your opponent has three computers. You have a cell phone that will die if you try to use it. <laughs> Can you remember this thing from the internet? <laughs> Was it, so tweet in if you know what I'm talking about. Where Nobody knows what you're Sinbad talking about. Sinbad was like, people thought Sinbad was in a movie, uh, but Jing- he was not in Jingle a movie. Jingle All the Way? No, there was... He was a, in Jingle All the Way. Okay, I know he was He was in not in the uh, the the, uh, the genie, genie movie. movie. That yeah. was Shazam. That was with Shaq. Right, that was with Shaq. But people thought he was, right? Or some, yeah. he, oh, or some movie the, like the that. the Sinbad Effect, yeah. Okay, so you knew the whole time it's you were not just being called mean the to Sinbad me. Sinbad effect. I'm just being mean to you right now. You're always being mean to me I all the time. So I'm being unsurprised mean to you all the time. Welcome to the world. <laughs> Welcome to my world. What's that? That's a song. All right, that I half remember from my youth. <laughs> uh, welcome to the podcast of half remembrances <laughs> and bad satire. As in I'm, satire that's not actually satire. I'm doing a satire of memory right now, Marty. <laughs> that's my life. And by the way, fuck Donna Karen. She um, she said... <laughs> Wait, what? Who is that? She's a, a clothing designer. Like okay. DKNY. Have you heard of DKNY? Yeah. 
<laughs> you have no Definitely idea. know that. Yeah. She's Donkey said, Kong, New York, right? Yeah. Um, she's said that uh, uh, she's friends with Harvey Weinstein. Okay. And then she says, uh, I think we have to look at our world and what we want to say and how we want to say it as well. It's not Harvey Weinstein. Uh, you look at everything all over the world today and how women are dressing and what they're asking by presenting themselves the way they do. What are they asking for? Trouble. Oh, yeah, fuck her. Fuck her. And by the way, like, yeah, if, I mean, no, whatever, I'm not even going to go through the cliches of it, but she sells sex in her fashion. Sure. So fuck her. Fuck her. Throw everybody, here's your, here's your crime, crime thing. Throw don't, away all your Donkey Kong New York shit. Yeah. And burn down Donkey Kong NY. Uh, DK NY. Is, is her, are her initials DK? Yeah. Donna, oh. Donna Karen. I was assuming it was DC for some reason. Oh, no. The Distinguished Competition. Uh, no, it's Donkey Kong. Anyway. That was right. a, that, that's a really great, um, yeah, great bit. Fuck her. Uh, <laughs> uh, do you remember any like famous first lines of a book? It was the best of times. Call me Ishmael from Moby Dick. It's the best of times. It was the worst of times. Oh yeah, that's Tale of Two Cities. Tale, Tale of and Two then Cities. Tale of Two Cities. The last line. It's a, it's a far better thing that I do now than I've ever done before. Right? Sure. I'm pretty sure. Right. Tweet in if that's the last line of Tale of Two Cities. And then make Marty show me the screen because I can't see any of your tweets. It's very depressing. Oh my god, that is, you're so right, Darren. Stop! Stop this! This is so mean. Oh, I can see the reflection in the screen. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, Kazam! Yeah, so I guess mm -hmm. yeah. yes. Right. Very interesting, mm -hmm. fascinating. Yeah. All right. Oh, I can see the X Men Apocalypse poster Jesus that you tweeted. Christ. This is the worst pot. Okay, we're, we're, I'm we're, leaning right now with the microphone. Okay. So tell me, tell me a little bit about your program, and then we're going to wrap up. Like, what do you, what are you planning to get out of this? Wait, we were getting so much good stuff out of what's being tweeted. Yes. Wait, what was about, you, what was the thing? Hi, about Ami. Uh, the, the new dog came, just came in. Oh, dog! Um, what was the thing you were saying about oh, first lines? Uh, well, I, I'm I'm through with that. I'm done with that. No, I want to know. No, I'm just wondering if you know any good lines of first books. I mean, first lines of, of books that, um, that that you remember. Just how important is that? I mean, I feel like it's one of those things that you definitely hear people say a lot. Like that's what you, you got to grab their attention on the first page. But uh -huh. I, I can't remember ever picking up a book and being like, let me read the first page of this and then putting it away. It was a dark and stormy night. Does that mean anything to you? That's like uh, every every book, right? That's like all the books. Uh, no, um, it was the the opening uh, line of uh, uh, Snoopy's book. Oh. And then... Snoopy wrote a book? Well, he, that's as far as he got, I think. I, oh. And then... Oh, so I re you're referencing the Peanuts comic strip. Yeah, Wh which Snoopy did you think I meant? I thought you meant Snoop Dogg. No, I thought you meant Snoopy. I was just being dumb. Oh, and uh, and there was actually a contest uh, called "It's a Dark and Stormy." Uh, it was a dark and stormy night, and oh. and it was people writing the worst uh, uh, the worst lines of a novel. Oh, yeah. The worst lines. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a much more interesting... Uh, what's the worst line from every novel you've ever read? Well, I mean, I, I think we can... Probably like... It's called the Buellton Lytton Fiction Contest. Oh, great. And let's, let's get some of those. That'll be good comedy. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, let's see. Shit. Sorry. Uh, contest winners. Here we go. 2017. Oh, nice. This These is are from Cat Russo of Loveland, Colorado. 
The elven city of Losty faced towering sea cliffs and abutted rolling hills that in the summer were covered with blankets of flowers and in the winter were covered with blankets because the elves wanted to keep the flowers warm and didn't know much uh, at all about gardening. Oh, so she wrote a J.R.R. Tolkien book right there. Yeah, but with a very funny little bit at the end. Yeah, that's good. I like the, I like the bit at the end. A runner-up was from Tony Busella from Allegheny, New York. Mm-hmm. Although in the rusty tackle box of his mind, he yearned to be a number three bucktail spinner, Bob knew deep down he must accept his cruel fate as a bottom bouncer rig forever destined to scrape the muddy bottom of the river of life. Nice. I, I think most entertaining is watching you struggle through these. That's, that's my favorite part of it so far. Because these sound like some tongue twisters. Yeah. It's I, a real she-shows by the she-shore. And I can't even speak normally, so this is not a big thing. And then um, somebody said, like, the best, what you should ha- put every, the second line of every book should be like, and then she and then they died or something like that and or, or no that's when <laughs> no no oh shit this is like this is uh shit i've never heard this i've heard of the turtles all the way down thing I'm, i've been doing great today except for this time i don't know anything about books wait but you know a bunch about books i do i was being sarcastic oh you can improve any novel by changing the second line to and then the murders began that's what it is <laughs> so okay so uh, um here, let, let's uh, do the 2016 winner, and, and then we'll... we'll uh, okay. Even from the hall, the overpowering stench told me the dingy caramel glow of his office would be from a 10,000 cigarette layer of nicotine baked on a nailed, naked bulb hanging from a frayed wire in the center of a likely cracked and water-stained ceiling. But I was broke, he was cheap, and I had to find her. And then the murders began. That's pretty good. Now you're writing a Dashiell Hammett book. There you go. That that's like you take these very like whatever purple prosy like obviously mm. bloated lines, and right. then you follow it up with and then the, like something so terse, yeah, and and like startling as and then the murders began. The book writes itself. Yeah, and then and now you just have to give it to somebody in my short story writing class from college uh-huh. and they'll write you another purple prose line and then you write another line that's like stabs like just like one word stabs uh-huh and then you give a i like that it's it's like a good writing exercise passing it back and forth and do you, do you guys talk about in your class about how you get inspired to write or what what like writing practices um not so much in the and uh, the and the actual program classes were very focused on like theory and theory and, and they like just general. expect you to do it. Yeah, they're like very. I, I actually I'm taking a class right now. Uh, the other thing that I'm doing on the Saturday class that I'm taking, uh, which is not through UCLA but it's through another guy, another money suck, another another uh, yeah another thing for me to pay for. Um, but he actually has like a lot of different exercises for how to like produce content and stuff which is yeah i I actually think honestly for me i think any of those if they're helpful for you if if any aspiring writers whatever gets you to yeah whatever gets your screenplay yeah Yeah. like there's a writer's boot camp there's yeah robert mckee there's you know all these different is robert mckee still a thing yeah right screenplay and shit yeah Yeah, i I think like um or or taking lots and lots of meth you know yeah locking yourself in a cabin yeah, I, I mean, like, especially if you're just first kind of like rock, like if it's the first thing you've ever written, 
Like, do whatever you feel like is going to work. When I first started writing, I would listen to... This is embarrassing. I would listen to heavy metal and, like, get so upset that I was, like, on the verge of tears. And, and then I would write. And, like, oh. I would just, like, go. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. What what heavy metal would you listen to? Um, Just, like, I was... I didn't... Re- go I, on. I don't remember... And he's, it was like my friend made a playlist for me. Oh. So it was like, yeah. You don't remember any of the, like... I'm trying to remember the I mean, names. Metal is a huge, huge, huge It's a huge genre, genre. I know. That's why you can tell that I'm not a, really a big fan of heavy metal because I was like, in I fact, would listen to heavy metal. In fact, you hate it so much that it brings you to tears. No, but it was like a very emotional playlist for me for like reasons. And so I would like do that reasons. and get very... Oh. Yeah. You got your heart broken by Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, it was me and Ozzy Osbourne where he bit off my head and spit me out like I was a bat. Metaphorically speaking. Mm-hmm. Well, here, do you ever suffer from writer's block? Uh, sh- I think, it, for me, writer's block comes from anxiety. And I think that's what it comes from for a lot of people. Because it's just like, I get locked up in my brain and can't... Uh-huh. I think a lot of people are just are fearful, too. Yeah, it's just, no, that's the same thing for me. It's like, yeah. you, you just... you. You think it's going to be bad, and because you don't want to do a bad thing. Well, there's a uh, there's a musician. I'm not sure if you know uh, Brian Eno. He was uh, used to be in Roxy Music. That's a band, mm. and he he yes, per- music my favorite topic. Well, things I know much of. Do you not? Or I, don't I don't know. know that's, oh well, I he, thought famously. Remember when we wanted to know uh, my favorite oh, drummer, and I was yeah, like the drummer right. from Rat because he came into Flappers and had a bunch of women with him. <laughs> um, well, Brian, you know, he, he has a, a distinguished solo career. He does a lot of electronic music. He, he produced uh, the Talking Heads, um, the Remain in Light, you know. I know the Talking Heads. Okay. So he, he created a card set called Oblique Strategies with um, this art, artist, P- Peter Schmidt. And the, um, it's just like a stack of like 60-something cards or something like that. Um, and you can they're available online uh or you can buy a set of them um but i i think you know they're very simple things and it's the idea is to promote lateral thinking um so there are no rules to it but if you uh like some people will take a, a, a few of them and look at them and see where it takes them some people just take one um and so here's my homework for everybody out there uh, is to find um I'll bet there's an Oblique Strategies uh, uh, app, probably a free app, uh, but you can find them, or, but um, pull one out and then write us 100 words, and that's noonerpodcast at gmail.com, um, or if you want to, you can buy a whole your own deck. It's very expensive, 50 bucks, um, but uh, so some of them say things like, um, try faking it. Uh, what to increase, what to reduce. Don't be afraid of things because they're easy to do. Uh, and so it's the idea is to just like sort of jog one piece of your, your, your brain uh, out of whack to, to... What is... Could you define lateral thinking for me? I don't... Uh, lateral, like... Uh, lateral thinking, like those, uh, those lateral thinking puzzles of like, uh, you know, there's a guy in a cabin who's on a, on a mountain. Uh, how did he die? And then, so... You, you go through this Q, Q&A, and then, of course, the answer is that he was in a plane crash, and he's in an airplane cabin. Oh. So that sort of, it's that lateral thinking of thinking outside the box, of thinking not along the traditional 
like the literal like you know or the the automatic uh thought of is when i say cabin is right. would uh logs stacked on top of it's each like other. that um what was that logic puzzle there's another one that's like uh you have to light a candle or something and like put it on a wall but like in order to i can't remember what it is oh half memories half that's memories the, the, your third memoir it's there just, it is it's like it's just gonna be like the last half is just gonna be blank the problem and then is it's gonna be like yeah. 17 chapters of starts yeah 17 <laughs> chapters of being i think there was a thing once that whatever anyhow <laughs> chapter two <laughs> chapter two i remember one time i think there was heavy metal music involved <laughs> yeah what kind i don't remember well, I Chapter three. As a person, as a person who is not a fan of heavy metal music necessarily. Well, apparently you were because it, you were listening to it. It was. I was. It was. It was one of those like websites where you could go and like make playlists for your friends. It was before Spotify. Okay. I don't remember what it was called. Again. Uh, so anyhow, uh, were, were you going to say? Oh, what was? Tell me more about the candle on the wall. No, I'm, I'm fucking done with the candle on the wall. The candle on the wall. No, I'm so interested, intrigued. Some kind of fucking, you had to put a candle. But anyhow, you understand the point of lateral thinking, right? Yeah, you have to like think outside the box and come up with, oh, it was, you had to do something with like, a, you had like a box oh of God. matches. He's struggling so hard. You had a box of matches oh, so and like cute. a thumbtack. Oh, it's like seeing a, a little corgi try to jump a log. He's like trying so hard. Look, oh, I'm so trying cute. to lateral think my way back to having a memory. Uh-huh. And in order to do that, I have to... Go on. To... Okay. I'm so mean to You had a candle, and you had a box of matches and a thumbtack, and people... You had to get the candle on the wall and, like, light it, I think. And so you couldn't do it with the wick, and you couldn't, like, stick it into the wall, but people figured out that if you did the box of matches as, like, a platform, then you could do it. I think that was it. I think that's it. Sure. Yeah. That sounds familiar, right? Yeah. Yeah. It does. I'm not, I'm not just shitting you, but... But hey, tweet in if you know about candles. No, don't don't tweet in if you know about candles. So okay, so that's tweet at Yankee Candle. So the idea behind the these uh, cards are just to get you out of the 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 thought rut that you're in, mm. and it's not even if you're in a. Um, it's just to to keep you fresh. Yeah, yeah. So uh, if you're interested, draw a card. Let us know what card you picked, and then write a hundred words. And email us in, yeah. uh, and I'll try to. I will do the same. I will absolutely do tweet the same. out the link. I'll I'll look at it. All right. Um, so uh, I want to thank everybody for listening in. And um, if you want to, uh, I'm gonna just do some plugs. Uh, do Do you have anything to plug? Um. Yeah. Just like you know, keep living life, baby. Keep doing what you're doing. Okay, I'll edit that out. Uh, I'll edit it in twice. Make me say it twice in a row. Actually, I'll just say it right now. Keep living life, oh, baby. God, you're just making more work for me. Just do. <laughs> uh, what did I say? Just keep doing what you're doing. I will be getting a, a new night guard. Uh, I will be pressing my teeth into a mold um, later at, at three thirty in Burbank. If anybody wants to see, there, oh, there's only room for two in the room, so it's going to be first come first serve. But oh. There is no cover. Oh, you know what? I'm learning. I'm taking kickboxing on, in Burbank on Wednesday, so you could come to that. That's my oh. first kickboxing class. Oh, that, that's Cassandra's getting me to do it. It's very exciting. I'm. I feel threatened already. Yeah, it's going to be great. I've taken judo before. Oh, I'm, so I've got martial arts experience. Really? I'm surprised you didn't use some mental judo mm. in today's episode. I my mental judo is very is very much. Uh, 
the kind that just forgets whatever all the moves are in judo. Don't look at the machine when I'm doing the you, machine. I see you. It's so when I'm hard doing for the me. machine. It's like that is you. The, that is the cue for you to vamp so that I don't have to go back to the mic. Do you know that? Do you know how hard stop, it is? Stop. For me? <laughs> it's so hard. Everyone. Okay. So just to describe what's happening, there's 700 computers here, and Marty has to find one of them that yes. has the show in I'm it. I'm the one percent who has the 700 computers, and Mickey <laughs> is the 99 that has a broken phone. <laughs> has a broken phone. Thank you, Jane, for that analogy. Um, so, oh, so yeah, we tweet. There's a tweet out. Uh, thank you, Darren. We're, we retweet that. So, um, yeah. So everybody, that's your homework. Just give us a hundred words. Go see uh, me get goose poured in my mouth, which sounds disgusting. Goose? Goo, goo poured in my oh, mouth. Oh, I said goo. Like they're I, oh, pouring like, a goose into your. Yeah, mouth. they're pouring a goose in my mouth. And delicious. Watch, yes, and watch Mickey kick the shit out of some poor. Uh, no, get the shit kicked out of him more likely by Cassandra. Yeah, uh, almost definitely. Yeah, and uh, how? And we're, we'll see Cassandra soon. Yeah, hopefully. I, I think she's like. I think what in the next month? Okay, or yeah. So I don't know. And then, oh, she said hello to everyone. By the way, she misses everyone and she loves you all. And Kruger did not say hello to any of you, but he is uh, in the middle of filming. He's working sixteen-hour days, and then he's going to Australia, and then he will be back on oh, the air. Australia, good day. Good day, oh, Mike. You're just creating more editing work for me. This is so cruel of you. The, good day. Oh, all right. We will see you next Tuesday. Good day. If that fuck. 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 If that fuck, I'm the fifth step stuck. has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio.